You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 55. Let's talk sports this time because the Super Bowl in the United States was just held. This is being recorded in February 2015. I'm catching this now because obviously six months from now, none of us will remember even who played in the game much less a year or more down the road. But we might as well capture it in the moment because sports has some amazing analogies to life. And this game in particular, a couple of statistics. First of all, Super Bowl forty-nine. the two teams playing from the AFC, the New England Patriots, and from the NFC, the National Football Conference, the Seattle Seahawks. In my opinion, this game was one of by far the best Super Bowls as an entire package ever. And I think that was acknowledged by the 114 million people who watched it. Largest single television audience of any program in history. Super Bowl 49. 114 million people. The national anthem was absolutely amazing. Edina Manzel was phenomenal. Katy Perry was the halftime entertainment, and she blew it away. Everybody was saying this is one of the best halftime shows on record. Oh, and what about the football game? Yeah, I just about forgot about the football game. It was one of the most evenly matched, tight games all the way through. If you didn't see it, it was a complete struggle right down to the last one minute on the clock. Here's basically what happened. After being tied, going back and forth, the New England Patriots had pulled ahead with a touchdown two minutes to go. Seattle came back, got the ball. They threw a Hail Mary, and Jermaine Curse bobbled the ball three times. He tipped it up. He bobbled it again. He bobbled it again. This is while two defenders, one guy had a helmet in his gut, The other guy was stepping over him from behind. He bobbles it a third time. Then the fourth time, it basically lands in his lap. He realizes, has his presence of mind, that the ball had not touched the ground yet. It's still a live ball. Even though he and the defender next to him are on the ground, he scoops the ball in his arms and stands up and makes it another, like what, yard or so before finally being tackled. Completely fair catch, and all the replays were just, wow, what did this guy just do? One play later, they move the ball down to the one-yard line. There's now one minute to go. It's second down from the one. Now, Seattle has a secret weapon. His name is Marshawn Lynch. He happens to be right now the greatest running back in the National Football League. They also have a quarterback, Russell Wilson, who is very nimble on his feet. And when he can't find an open receiver downfield, it's not uncommon for him to pick up five or six or eight yards before sliding to safety. Now, everybody's piled up on the goal line. This is goal line stand, right? One minute left on the clock. They take a timeout. They analyze the defense and they come out with a pass. Quarterback Russell Wilson throws intended for Ricardo Laquette. Now, Laquette has played in 32 games. He's had 18 receptions and three touchdowns. That's it. This is not 
a go-to player. And what happened is the short pass was picked off by Malcolm Butler. The Patriots, who were ahead by four points, won the game. Afterwards, in the loser's locker room, Seattle head coach Pete Carroll looked the camera in the eye and took the blame for it. But after a little bit of press digging, it came out later that offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel said that he made the call. They thought that a pass play would work better on second down with the defense lining up the way it did, and then they would use their secret weapon for the third and fourth downs and hopefully get the touchdown. Now remember, they have the best running back in the league and a quarterback who can scramble and often does. So the point is, however you slice and dice it and whoever's fault you think it was, the immediate repercussion was that was absolutely the worst call that has ever been made in United States professional football history. Now look, I'm by no means a student enough of the sport to know whether the defense lining up the way it did coming out on that play was the best call. Some people were saying that it was actually not a bad call to throw a pass. But that aside, you're down on the one-yard line. You have an amazing running back. You have an amazing scrambling quarterback. And always a pass is known to be prone to an interception. So at least logic would tell you, keep it on the ground. What are your greatest odds? Well, Seattle fans obviously were stunned in amazement. I think the world was stunned in amazement. And the three-time Super Bowl champion New England Patriots claimed their fourth victory. And quarterback Tom Brady, now with four Super Bowl rings to his credit, is being called one of the greatest quarterbacks in the sport. Now, since sports does have so many great analogies to life, let's take a look at a couple that just jump off the screen for me that we could take a look at and apply to our own lives. First of all, it doesn't matter your background, your training, your development, who you are or where you live. We are all, every one of us, susceptible to making mistakes and making bad calls. Look, at these were world-class champion athletes and coaches. This was not the B team. This was not a Bush League deal. These people were capable at any moment of making incredible plays and calls. Not only the players on the field, but the coaches in the box. This was a team that got itself back Second year in a row, they were the defending champions to the Super Bowl. These are winners. These are incredibly talented people in what they do. And yet, somebody made a bad call. So one lesson to take away from this is it really doesn't matter where you're coming from. If you've made a bad call, it can happen to all of us, even on the championship level. Another point is when you make a bad call, own it. I didn't like what the offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel did when he said that running back Lockett could have moved more toward the ball. He basically threw the guy under the bus. At least the coach stood in front of the camera and took it. He said, that was my call. It wasn't the quarterback's fault. He owned 
that the buck stopped here. And it's questionable in the sports press already whether or not Pete Carroll's career makes it out of this. I mean, right now, this guy owns the national title of making the worst football call in all of history, at least on the pro level. And whether, I mean, forget about the fact that he's Super Bowl reigning champion coach. He now has the distinction of having blown it. Worst call ever. Obviously, mistakes have consequences, and sometimes they can be life-altering. But when you blow it, own it. Another point is bad calls affect a lot of people. There was half a stadium that was just plain stunned. And of the 114 million viewers, at least half of them were probably stunned. And a whole city was in disbelief. But think about the players and the coaches and their families. Think about all the hours of training, conditioning, the sacrifices, the time away from home, all of that lost due to one person's bad call. So when we face those crossroads of life, and some of them are in a split-second decision like that one was. Actually, they had a, they had a whole uh, time out to think about it. But sometimes when you're driving, for example, you only have a split second to make a decision that could affect not only the people in your car, but the people in the car approaching you. When you make decisions in your home, on the job, on behalf of your kids, etc. When you make these decisions, it has consequences that affect other people. Make them carefully. And another point on that, you know, sometimes just the conservative lower road is often the best. When you realize you have a secret weapon in your hip pocket, when you realize you have really two secret weapons on the ground, what is the path of least resistance? What are your greatest odds? What is known the sport-wide that throwing a pass in a critical situation always is prone to? Interception. Then what's the safest thing to do here? What's the most conservative thing to do? It would be to run the ball. A lot of times we want to throw a pass when we have no business throwing a pass. Don't be tempted to do that. Another great point, when you make a bad call in life, there's always a way to turn it around. Now, we don't know the rest of this story. We don't know whether Seattle makes it to Super Bowl 50 and comes back and wins the game. Boy, now that would be a championship turnaround, wouldn't it? But you remember this Super Bowl 49 was fraught with controversy on the other side. Because the New England Patriots, in their last game before they made it to the Super Bowl, were embroiled in a controversy because it was discovered that during that game, the balls that the New England Patriots were responsible for had been deflated two pounds. Why that was significant is because it was raining in that championship game, and a two-pound less pressure on the ball made it easier for Tom Brady to handle the ball and for the receivers to catch the ball. So the balls that, that New England was using were illegal balls, according to the NFL. So for two weeks, the New England Patriots had been embroiled in this cheating controversy that was still under investigation at the time of the Super Bowl, so they couldn't rule on it. But the public already had because they were pulling the fire alarms in the hotel where the Patriots were staying and keeping them up at night. 
And sadly, they put the image of Bill Belichick, who is the New England Patriots head coach. They put his picture up during the national anthem and the crowd started to boo. So there was public sentiment against the New England Patriots because of this controversy. And setting aside how you might feel about that whole situation, the bottom line is they were absolutely more determined to win that game than ever because of the controversy. Champions get over it and they move on. They don't wallow. They don't whine. They don't sulk. They keep playing. They keep moving and they keep focused on the goal. And remember what does focusing on the mistake make happen? It magnifies it. So release your bad call as quickly as possible. I heard an interesting interview with Tom Brady, the quarterback of the winning New England Patriots. It was with Bob Costas, and they played it in the uh, pregame program. And they talked about the ball controversy. But the part that, of course, caught my ears was when Tom Brady said, and Bob Costas kind of led him into this question, but he said, what would it be like? for you to wear that fourth Super Bowl ring? What would it feel like for you to stand there in the center of that field at the end of the game and be presented the Lombardi Trophy for a fourth time? And Brady said, well, I do see that. I do envision that, and I've envisioned it. And you know what that triggers for me is, ooh, watch out. And when it looked like... Maybe they weren't going to win. I was kind of thinking, well, where is that vision now, Tom Brady? And it was funny because watching him on the sidelines, he had almost dismissed the game. He was sitting by himself and he was kind of zoned. You could tell he was just putting everything aside and he was sitting there in his own little world. And toward the end of the game, he almost had kind of written it off, just like we've suggested here is, When you're trying to magnetize things and attract things into your life, don't over-focus on them. He wasn't on the edge of the sidelines worrying about the game. He was over to to the side on the bench by himself in his own little world. And then all of a sudden you could see him look up and then he saw the interception. And he realized at that moment that he had to put his helmet back on and go out and run a couple of more plays because they still had about a minute left on the clock. So he got to go play again and go win the football game. Now, unlike this particular example, usually when you make a bad call, there's time left still on the clock. Fix it, even under the pressure of the Super Bowl. Fix it. Own it. Think like a champion. Remember, you get to play again. Get it right this time and go out and win your game. And while you're playing, enjoy the journey. I'm Thomas Miller. Thank you for listening. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.